Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, I just, uh, we made it. We made it through Christmas. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize, of course, as you guys, if you've listened much, you know, we're in the middle of a house remodel and uh, we had Christmas at our house. So it's kind of one of those things to where you don't realize the pressure that's on you until it's gone. And I, I just thinking back uh, Monday, Sunday, I slept most of the day. We did nothing, watched a few movies. And then Monday, though, there was a sense of relief, almost like a weight had been lifted. And I kind of want to start this out today of, of, have you ever been in that situation where you were carrying something and you had no idea you were carrying it? Um, because I truly, I mean... Yeah, the pressure of getting the house done and, you know, what's everybody going to think and, you know, I know where the flaws are and will they point them out. I mean, there there was a lot running through my head by all means, but I also didn't realize the amount of weight it carried. And that, that kind of ties into stress and worry, kind of ties into, you know, a whole lot of things of, you know, Where's that line that, number one, you realize you're carrying something, but are we relying on God the way we should? And I I'm, I don't really have a specific direction other than the huge amount of weight that I felt was lifted Monday. Um, now, I probably have replaced it with something else, which is kind of the reason why this conversation needs to be had, because I think in marriages... You know, we we carry weight, and it, it may be unhappiness with our spouse. It could be things aren't working out the way you thought they should, whether it be money-wise, whether it be where you're at in life, whether it be job-wise, but we hold those in, and then it adds weight. It's baggage we're carrying, and we don't even realize that there's baggage there or weight there. We get used to it. We, we just consider it part of the day-to-day, and then when we wonder why we're exhausted all the time. Um, it, it just really, after Monday, that I didn't, number one, realize how much I was carrying um, about Christmas and getting the house done and what that looks like, but also um, we do that day-to-day. I mean, so it's kind of one of those things that, for me, it's it's... What's your worry? What's your anxiety? What's your weight? Um, and really drilling down because God did not build us to carry it. He intended for him to carry it. Well, and I think too, I think it's very typical around the holidays that everybody carries weight, whether it be because you want to buy the right gift or whether it be you don't have the money to buy the right gift or is... You know, are the kids going to be happy with what they get? Did we do enough for the kids? Did we do too much for the kids? I mean, the list of things that you can stress and worry about go on and on and on. Um, and every year, it, I, it seems like I do this. So between the week of Christmas and New Year's, I'm always thinking about, okay, what next year I want it to be better. Next year I want it to be better. And I think the majority of people think that same thing. I could be wrong. Um, but this year I feel like I'm really um, 
yes, what can I do differently next year than what I did this year? And what do I want to see changed? And what do I want to look differently? We all set New Year's resolutions. And generally, statistic-wise, we all fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so going into that, my thinking is, okay, then don't set unrealistic expectations. Don't say you're going to lose weight or you're going to exercise more or you're going to do dot, 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 because that's always a standard of mine because during the holidays, I eat like I will never have another meal. And then I feel miserable and then I feel guilty. And so my my thinking, my process this week is what am I going to do differently? So how am I going to change the things that I want changed? Because a lot of times we think, well, I want to be more organized or I want to lose weight or I want to save money or I want to do this or I want to do that. But for me, I never really have a plan of what that looks like. So that's where the stress and the the weight and the burden come in is because I don't take the time to make a plan to achieve the thoughts or the things that I want to get done. So when they don't happen, then I feel like a failure or I didn't succeed or whatever the case may be, instead of trying to come up with a plan. And again, it's taking the time to come up with a plan and changing what I want to be changed so that there is not a fail, you know, so that there is, well, maybe I didn't do it as great as what I'd hoped, but okay, how am I going to look at it differently and change it differently? Um, And it can go, I was getting ready to say the burden for me falls. I've got a list of things I want done differently personally, and I want a list of things I want done in the business. Well, that's not because we own a business, because you can apply that to your job as well, whatever it is you you may do. Um, So, you know, there's a balance of what do I want to do personally? What do I want to do for the business? And just taking the time to make that plan. Well, and I think if I remember right, could be wrong. I think it was Paul that said, uh, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I want to do. And I, I think, you know, sometimes we put so much weight on ourselves and expectation of what we're going to change or what this is going to look like, that the real question is, what is God wanting to change? Hmm. You know, is God content with your weight? Is he telling you to change it or is your head telling you to change it? Um, you know, and that's where I kind of reflect back over looking back the stress I carried over the house and getting ready for Christmas. God wasn't in the conversation at all. It was, I need to do this. I mean, you know, one thing is we didn't contract much of this out. We did 90% of it ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, it's, yeah. I just some somewhere wonder, I, I, I'm curious because I really don't want to carry the weight. And I don't think anyone wants to carry the weight. But how do we turn it over to God and say, okay, you may not do it the way I want to, but how am I okay with it? And I, I think that's, you know, because I think, okay, if the house wasn't finished, I mean, we got countertops the Tuesday before Christmas. 
if we wouldn't have had countertops, would that have been the end of the world? I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> well, we had ply, we had plywood countertops, <laughs> so we had something. But I mean, really, though, when you step back and and really look at where God's going, was is that critical for us to survive that the house be done? And I, I think sometimes we get our expectations um, so focused that we really don't ask God what his expectations are and then how it applies to the situation we're going through. And that's, I didn't realize again, the amount of weight I was carrying until it was over. And I didn't even notice that night, the next day, it was the day after that I felt the weight gone. Um, so how do we, and, and tying it into marriage, you and your spouse aren't getting along. Well, you know what they should do. And you know, if they did this, it would make you happy. But where's God in the conversation? Cause I think sometimes we get into, I, well, no ifs. I get into a control situation where I, I expect God to do it a certain way on a certain time frame. And, uh, it should look a certain way. And, and I, I found out that, that that's been wrong. <laughs> I think that, um, I, I don't know that I can't think of a time in four months that I involved God in the conversation of what the house would look like for Christmas. And I, I don't know that. So it creates anxiety, concern, worry, whatever you want, call it that you carry. And, and I don't think I ever prayed about God having the house done the way he knew it should be done by Christmas, even though my expectations may not be met. I don't know. It's kind of a deep, deep one. And I, I really don't know. Um, I, I really didn't even know I was doing it. That's what's probably concerned me the most or God's showing me of, you're carrying weight you were never built to carry. You're worrying about things that you were never meant to worry about. Yes, we got to do stuff, but also God's got the perfect plan. And uh, whether it be bringing work in or this, that, or rather, you know, I mean, do we really give it to God ahead of time to pray about, God, what do you want done in this situation? And I don't know, that's just kind of the weight that, that I feel like I cut God completely out of the house conversation when really he should have been in the conversation leading more than me directing. Well, and it kind of makes me think, and I've shared this before, when we got our dog Zeus, um, we got him, in my opinion, based off the fact that we had just lost a lifetime dog. Um, it was an emotional decision for me. Um, and we've, you know, the excuse was we've always had a dog. Um, and then once we got him, he was a puppy. He is still is a puppy and he does puppy stuff. You know, he is a real pain in the butt. Um, and I remember, you know, praying, God, why is this so difficult for me? We, we wanted him. We, you know, thought it was a great idea. Why is it so difficult? And, I honestly, obviously not 
um, audibly, but felt God was saying, you didn't include me in this decision. So the consequences are yours to deal with. And I think a lot of times we have a checklist of things that we want done, whether it be what do we need to get done for the family to show up at Christmas time? Or what do we need to get done in order for us to pay the bills at the business? What do we need to do in order to keep the guys busy? What do we need to do to dot, dot, dot? And I, we get so caught up in making our own list and trying to figure out what direction we need to go that we just make a decision and we leave God out of the plan. And then when it doesn't go like we had thought, or it causes more difficulty, we think, you know, God, why is this happening? And his response is, you didn't include me in this. So you're going to get what you get. Um, and and then we grow from it, hopefully. Yeah, and, and you're, you're, that's a perfect point right there. We grow from it, hopefully. Right. <laughs> Because I, I look back of how many times that we should have realized we, we've got proven fact that we need to involve God because it makes it all easier, but yet we don't. Well, I don't, it, it maybe not even easier, but it seems to go a lot better and the consequences are a little bit less. It's, it's like when our children do something and they don't tell us about it. And we find out from either somebody else or because the outcome was whatever. When, you know, I think of an instant, our, our son used to have lied to us. Um, they weren't big lies necessarily, but his go-to was to lie so he wouldn't get in trouble. And what we tried to enforce was, if you tell us the truth, the trouble is going to be a lot less than if we have to find out from somebody else or we have to find out because whatever you broke, we found it when you didn't intend for us to find it. And so I, I feel like sometimes, not always, because God is a much better and loving parent than what we sometimes can be. But I think some of it is, you didn't include me in this. So what did you expect the outcome to be? So that kind of gives me the thought as we start talking New Year's resolutions, what next year is going to change? Y you know, how do we how do we insert God and have no expectations? And I, you know, and then carry it out day to day. That's the problem I see is I'm, I'm okay with praying to God saying, show us what we need to change for next year you know, guide and everything. And then by this afternoon, I'm like, Hey, okay, now we need to do this. We need to get a plan for the, it just, and I guess that's kind of where I struggles. Cause it's the same way in marriage. You, you, you know, you give your marriage to God, but then you expect your spouse to be whatever. Hmm. I mean, and, and I'm not the word perfect comes to mind, but that's not mm -hmm. the right word, but you, you expect your expectations you still keep instead of letting God take them through the roller coaster of getting worse before they get better. We don't accept that from God. We're more like, okay, Hey, I prayed you need to fix it today and it's tomorrow and you haven't done anything. 
well, then I need to dot, dot, dot. And I, I guess that's kind of my thought as we start talking in the new year. What does next year look like? And you can pick a thing. It doesn't matter. Just pick one thing, whether it be your marriage, your children, your work, your uh, whatever. Relationship with God. Yeah, anything. It doesn't matter. Um, but where do you give it to him and say, God, I know you're not going to do what I expect, but I'm going to try to be okay with it. Because I know you're in control and you're the one that's running things. I'm just along for the ride. I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't think we, I've never done it, honestly. Um, I've never prayed about next year and be okay with, in my head, are already kind of got a plan for where the company should grow, what it should look like, the changes we need to make or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it, if I pray and God doesn't meet my expectation, then it's kind of like, well, okay, God, you kind of screwed that up. I need to take control. Well, and I think too, you know, I'm sitting here thinking we, even when we pray, we, how do we follow through with that? And here's a, for instance, so David, a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, even, um, I don't even remember what caused this, and he stepped away for a minute, so he may be able to interject, but he got up early one morning, and morning is kind of my time. That's where I have my quiet time. That's where I, like, I'm on my game first thing in the morning, Um, and then by the time I go to work, it starts to decline. And I hate mornings. Yeah. (laughs) So he said, you know, um, I... I feel like God's telling me I need to get up in the morning and we need to pray together because, um, like I said, I don't even remember what the what we were going through or what was going on, but um, he just said, I feel like I need to get up earlier in the morning and we need to take the time to pray together. And I think that happened one time. And so, so that's a one confession to you all that, we have great intentions, but our follow through isn't always the best. Um, but how do you, if especially if you if you feel like God's telling you to do something, how do you do it? How do you make it a habit? How do you make it a? And I think that ties back into New Year's resolutions. You know, we we say we're going to do this and. You know, even this morning, David's convicted me that I need to bring God into what I'm thinking I want to change for next year, which I did not do. I just thought, well, this is what I want done. So there's that. But when he gives me what he wants me to do, then how do I commit to that? And how does it become a habit? Because the thing is, we all have great expectations. We all have um, great intentions but how do you stick with them and how do you do the follow through? Because our ideas are great. You know, David getting up with me and I originally I thought that's my time. I don't want it to be interrupted. But the fact that he felt like he wanted to get up so that we could pray together, um, you know, that was, I, I agree with that. We, we do need to do that. But how do we, how do we do the follow through? Because like I said, 
our commitment to that has been less than okay. And so um, it's just when God does tell you to do something, then how do you be obedient to that? And it's in the small things. Obviously, if it's a big thing, then it's probably easier to follow through. And But then how do you determine what's big and what's not? Anyway, it's just kind of a... Um, one of those things that trying to figure out how to make something that's important um, habitual instead of it's a good idea and we do it every once in a great while. Well, and I think, though, again, it comes back to praying about it and and realizing that you, you failed, but also that that you're trying to see where God's going. And I guess that's, that's kind of my thing is, you know, um, I don't know if it was me or God that said we needed to pray in the morning. I, I really have no idea, but I, I do know that, um, our, I'm not even going to say our follow through. It's almost what is our intent. It's, it's deeper than follow through because, um, you know, this sounds really stupid, but it keeps coming back to my mind. But what if God's plan is for you to gain weight, 10 pounds, not a hundred this year? Are you all right with that? And I, I think that, you know, I'm not saying that God's intent would be, but I mean, you know, it's so easy to involve God in the pieces we want him to be involved in and then exclude him from the pieces that we don't want him in into. We really don't want him to say, um, I can tell you, I'm going to get a look shot at me and I'm okay with that. Uh, God's intent is Susan, I want you to gain 10 pounds this year. Okay. That doesn't match any of the thoughts that, that our minds going through. So I guess that's, I kind of, I'm struggling today with the, you know, how do you get a long-term plan with God if you're not surrendering daily? Because I'm so good at surrendering, getting kind of a glimpse of where to go and then jumping, not really waiting. And maybe God's intent is for it not to happen till the end of, of the year. Maybe by December 31st, this will happen. Well, if I see it today, I want it done today. I don't want to wait till then. I don't want to wait 12 months. I don't want to go through anything. So, I mean, it's really kind of those, how do you surrender daily to God's wait. will and then wait? Because the waiting, I think everybody has issues with waiting. We all, we live in a world where we want instant gratification and so how do you learn the skill because i do believe it's a skill to wait and to surrendering is if you remember to do it then that it's not as hard to surrender as it is to wait for the response to wait for the answer but that's still surrendering isn't it when you're waiting because I, I think of, back to one of my favorite 
um, verses that I hate the most. Um, you know, when troubles come of many kinds your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And I, I think that endurance and that patience, some versions say patience, um, uh, of being okay with my plan didn't work out. It's no different than praying in the morning. I'm not saying God doesn't want us to pray, but it may have been me jumping a little bit ahead of God and not, not really continuing to pray about it. And being okay if it didn't happen during the time frame it did. That that instant response we expect. And I, and I think sometimes, you know, um, again, we, we get something from God. And if it doesn't happen that day, we're kind of like, oh, we failed. Must have failed. What was God thinking? When really he's taking care of us every day. He's provided everything that he said he would provide every day. But yet our expectations say we need to dot, dot, dot. And that, that's kind of where I'm struggling is, is understanding, because I have a vision of what I think this next year should look like in the company and what it will look like. And um, But, but am I all right with God not having the same plan? Well, and the thing is, and I have a vision of what I think next year in the company will look like, but we haven't even discussed it. And we work together and we have to try to make the the business, you know, successful together. And so not only, I mean, we may have gone to God on our own somewhat, but then we don't communicate it to one another. And then that's which I think is a great lesson for spouses is, you know, you have your idea of what the business looks like. I have my idea of what the business looks like. If we don't talk about it, then our expectations are going to not are going to fail because we're, we haven't even discussed, let alone be on the same page about it. But marriage is the same way. That's what I'm saying. I mean, marriage is spit and image. If I'm expecting you to change, but I'm not going to tell you anything, or you're expecting me to change, and if it doesn't happen then, then you're in trouble or whatever. And, you know, I think we, we get so wound up in um, being right. But that's the best word I can that comes to mind is we're so, so determined to be right that we're not even going to have the conversation because they may say, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we kind of we kind of get to the point that if our plan isn't the perfect plan, then something's wrong with them because you've been given this plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. And and I think sometimes it it gets to be not a conversation, but we feel like we want to be right, and that right just keeps coming back to me of. You have what a perfect marriage should look like. I have what a perfect marriage should look like. Number one, we're not going to share it with each other because that would be asinine that we would include the other person in what our thoughts are. But then when we tell them if they don't change immediately, then it's like, 
See, told you. Well, and not only communicating together what we want, but then, because more than likely it's not going to be the same, but then taking that to God and giving it to him and let it work it work itself out. Because Praying over time is what, yeah. what comes to mind is surrendering that situation to God over time, not over the minute. But the thing of it is, is if we don't share it with one another, then we're sharing it with God individually. And God's like, you guys are on so far different pages that you're both going to be disappointed because I can't make, you know, I can't make both of yours ways happy. Right. Well, because we've already got set in that this is what it should look like. Right. Period. And now our counselor said this early on. Um, one of the times we actually, all three of us got together, he says, I've heard both of the sides of your stories and they're not even kind of close to each other. Right. And that comes from not communicating. That comes from, well, if I tell you the marriage should look like this, then I expect it to look like that. And I'm really not changing or willing to wait or Mm -hmm. willing to, because I know dot, dot, dot. And, and so it just really today has just been, in my mind, a lot about how do we involve God in the conversation? What does it look like? And how do we involve God in the long term? Short term's easy. Give me a vision of what our marriage should look like. I have in my mind what it should look like. She has in her mind what it should look like. But how do we surrender that daily and say, God... We're all right if it's not the way it looked in our head today. Because we know you have a better plan for us. And then stand on that rock. Stand on that rock and say, okay, God's got this. It may not happen exactly the way I think it should. But he knows the end of the story. And I think that's where sometimes we jump. Well, and I think, too, that ties back to talking about the weight that we carry when we started this morning is if we don't communicate to one another, that automatically puts weight on your shoulders because you have these expectations of he should think the way that I should think or she should think the way that he should think. And and so but we're not going to communicate it. And so we're just going to carry it around because we're fearful of what they may say or what they may react and I've got this down to a fine art of not sharing what my thoughts are or what my expectations are because I've already played out in my head what he's going to say and what his reaction is going to be and I would say eight to nine times out of ten I'm completely wrong once it does come about so we're carrying extra weight that really is not intended for us to carry if we would just open our mouths and communicate in a way that's respectful Right. You know, I think that's key. You can't just, ex- you know, set your expectations of, well, you're going to change and do it my way. Right. Which sometimes happens. Um, but if they don't know how you are feeling or thinking or what direction you feel like God's leading you to go, then it's going to be wrong because they don't have any idea. You know, when we were going through all our junk, I was... He can't change a behavior if I don't tell him that that behavior 
upsets me, bothers me, hurts me, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, and that that sounds obvious, but I never told him how I was feeling because I had already played out in my head what his reaction was going to be, and he can't he can't work on or change or whatever the case may be if I don't tell him. And so we've all heard communication is key in marriage, but there's a reason that that is true. Most of it's a fear in our heads. Yes. And on both sides. And guys are just as bad as women and women are just, it depends on personality and your, your relationship. Who's the one that's quiet. That's really what it comes down to. Well, we've blown through our time. It's went really fast today. But guys, we want to encourage you because, you know, um, you're not in this journey alone. Neither are we. And that's why we want to share with you kind of our struggles and, and what God's showing us about our marriage because we're all in a very similar boat. So, Well, and I would just say Happy New Year. Yep. And consider if you do make New Year's resolutions, um, how about putting God, spending more time with God at the top of it? Absolutely. Have a great week.